You know what I want? A live, yes. I I want a hot dog. Really? From grilled, me. grilled with a lot of ketchup. Yeah. Woo. No. no mustard. Oh. Mustard. <laughs> That's gotta have some mustard. Yeah, gotta have some mustard. I haven't had a good old fashioned grilled hot dog in a long time. Exactly. Long time. Oh my gosh. Grilled hot dog. So who's got a grill? I got a grill. I ain't got no hot dogs though. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we gotta get some impossible dogs. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm telling you what, I gave up being a vegan for a hot dog. So ain't no vegan vegetarian hot dog gonna cut it for that. So, mm -mm. so. Well, beyond dogs. <laughs> nope. I know either way you don't know what you're eating, but I think I'd just stick with the uh the, the good old USA it's something, it. it's something about it. And mm -hmm. I my house, uh the back of my house is part of Shelly Lake, you know, feeds, uh -huh. little stream feeds into Shelly Lake. But unfortunately, it has mosquitoes as big as my head. Oh, God. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't go back there. Go back out there. Oh, no. Uh -uh. No, I don't go back there. <laughs> but I really do. I, I, I got a cookout on my mind. I have a that cookout, not out the restaurant, but a cookout right. on my mind. I, I, I would really like to to just kind of do that. Well, sweetie, you want to buy you a George Foreman and just grill them up. Oh, God. Grill them up. Uh, is, are they good? I mean, do yeah. they, do they make works. you think I'm, I'm at a grill? They do. It works. Okay. You got All right, everybody. I'm going to interrupt just long enough to say it's time to roll your open. Thank you. Okay, sir. Well, I Thank when I'll be here if you need me. Okay. Thank you, Alan. Everybody, good evening, good evening, to, good evening, and welcome to Authors Up. Welcome to Authors Up. Hey there, Victoria. Hello, guys. How's my bronze girl? I miss you. <laughs> Seems like forever since we've been on the air. Yeah. Seems like Ruth, you doing good tonight? I am doing well tonight. How are you? Good. That's, good. That's good. I'm doing good. Also, also, this is just. You know, it's been a uh, great week. It's been a great week. You, you uh, had to you stop know. and think about it? Uh, I did. Because actually, uh, I wasn't going to say something about the book. I was going to say something else. <laughs> I changed my mind. Okay. 
<laughs> I just decided to say it's just been a good week. Not necessarily a lot going on, but you know, sometimes when you just have those those weeks where no matter what happens, you just know he's with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was just one of those weeks. I, yes. I don't care how challenging things got. I don't care what I was looking for. I don't care what I thought I needed. I just had this this subdued joy, not my run around the room joy, but just this, you know, this just at peace, I think. That's that's what I can say. About but that it. Jesus joy, that's all right. That's all right. Jesus joy is peaceful though. Jesus yes. Really, really, <laughs> as it can put you at that place where you know everything is gonna be all right. Yes. <laughs> where yes. we to be. I especially. actually had such a moment on Friday. You know, Friday was so terrible as far as the storms. You know, and I, I actually didn't go out for lunch or yeah, I just stayed in my building. The, the storms were just terrible. And mm -hmm. um, when I came out of work about five fifteen, five twenty. When I walked out, what struck me, the first thing was that the birds were singing. After yeah. such a terrible day, those yeah. birds were still singing and just, I say they praising God, <laughs> talking to each other, <laughs> praising the Lord, and singing their bird song. And the, the air was so crisp. And it just struck me, you know, God, where was the birds in the midst of the storm? Because they surely, they all right. Yeah, and just like you kept those that. birds, you kept me. Yeah, it was just beautiful. I just, I just had one of those moments. Well, yeah. it was. And I beautiful. saw your, I saw your post, and I thought yeah. about it too because there's something about after the storm, mm -hmm. after the storm, and there have been so many times after that storm when you'll see a rainbow or yes. a rainbow, yes, and and it just says, you know, hey, I got you, yes. Yes, whatever's was, going on, it it's gonna be okay. Don't be I said, okay. Well, those those little birdies could sing. I got to give them some praise too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just wonderful. That was a that was a, a beautiful, yeah. just a beautiful moment for me. Friday. Yeah. Really this this is a good place for us to segue into our weekend review. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got half of it done. So we're gonna come back and talk about it a little bit more. But Ruth, we're gonna start with you. Hey Antonio. <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you. Okay, Ruth, what was your week like? Oh, you had oh you had I know what your week was like. Oh, of course ah, you do. Of course. Yeah. So my husband and I took a vacation. We went up uh, to Philadelphia, um, got to visit my dad in New Jersey, got to meet my little sister. And when That's I say awesome. little sister, she's going to be two years old in August. So, oh, my God. Talk about the so cutest, cute. cutest. I mean, just happy baby. Just Aww. a happy one. She just, Aww. just happy i have no other words to describe with a heart a joy so you know we spoiled her taught her a new word not a bad one um, <laughs> it was just it was fun getting to know her and i don't have grandkids don't plan to have grandkids uh, my, my kids have told me they don't plan to have kids anytime soon so i'm like you know what i'm gonna take advantage of this and i'm gonna spoil her instead yes so yes. yep yeah, so that was just—I mean, it was—it was great. It was a great experience. She so. got a face worth spoiling. I'm telling you. Oh so my cute. God! Yes, just <laughs> cute. 
I mean, I don't know how you could see that face and not just fall in love. Aww. That's not just, I mean, just cute. I have no other words. <laughs> what do they say? Love. Cuteness overload. Oh my God, she was. She was. And, and it's funny because we took like this walk um, after dinner. We went to this uh, waterfront park and we just took a walk and, you know, uh, her mom had to change her diaper. So she kind of handed her off to me. She took my hand and then she took my husband's hand and then she just stuck with us through the whole walk. Aww. So we're, of course, pointing out the boats and the people and the dogs and the birds. And, you know, my husband, my uh, dad called me like a couple days later and he's like, I got a small problem. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, now she wants a boat. <laughs> <laughs> you you go better send her girl. a toy boat. <laughs> I know, I know, right? And keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that, I've just been on, I, I, that, that was the highlight of my week and it's just been, it's kept no. me right up there on high. So I, I look That's forward awesome. to seeing her again and just spoiling her. Well, I tell you what, Good. when I saw your, your pictures and Maurice too, mm -hmm. there, there was something in your smiles. <laughs> That just wasn't your regular smile. No. It really, really uh -uh. wasn't. And I thought, these folks are happy. happy. <laughs> they are having a ball with this little girl. Yes. And it was just, it just brought joy to my heart mm -hmm. to see you all that happy. You were just, yes. I, I said, this is different. This is yes. different. We were talking oh, a little bit before the program about joy. Mm -hmm. and about that Jesus joy and all that mm -hmm. joy way down on the inside. Yeah. But I tell you, you had one picture, I think you were holding her and you were kind of looking back over your shoulder at her. And I thought, I thought that is, that is a smile. I haven't seen that one. That's, that's different. That's a different smile right there. No, it, yeah, yes. she was just, she yes. was just, that, she literally, yeah. Yeah, no, she literally was. So when I got up from the table, I was like, oh, we got to take pictures. And I stood right next to her and I did this. And then she just leaned her head back against me. And I'm oh. like, oh, my God. She's got me. That was the moment. And I'm like, yes. okay. And y'all look so happy. That was the first thing Thank I text you. back. Y'all look so happy. <laughs> my, my melting moment with kids is always that first real hug that they can Yes. Get. And yes. they nestle right up here, yeah. you know. They'll yes. put their right up mm. here. That's and you, you know, know they mean that. Mm -hmm. That's a college tuition hug. That's a <laughs> that's a pony and a boat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, and boat. <laughs> so I'm glad you had a good time with yeah. her. Hey Thank there, you. Linda and and Angie and Laurie. Laurie's come in. Good evening. Good evening. Glad to have you join us here on Authors Up. Um, what about you, Victoria? Did you have what else did you have going on other than a great Friday? I know, right? Um, um, you know what? I you know, I don't I know everybody knows also I, that I sell paparazzi jewelry. And um the one of my directors has been challenging us of you know to try to have more um interaction on Facebook and you know, more media presence. And um each day she's been having these challenges and you know, the first day I was struggling to meet those challenges, right? But by Friday, I had them challenges done before noon. <laughs> All right, girl. Look at you. Yes. Look at you. And then, right. you know, what is so good about it, it was not, it, it, I learned how to also apply some of that to also with my book, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be utilizing some of those tools um, for marketing with my book as well. And I was like, 
So I just learned a lot last week about um, interacting with people and doing engagement posts and, you know, trying you know, try to let people know it's just not all always about the jewelry. It's just about the interactions that you have, making people feel like they're important and, and really meaning it, not just doing it for a sale, but just mm -hmm. about building relationships. And so mm -hmm. last week was just mm -hmm. a, a learning week for me. And it, um, it, it helped me actually cope with um, the pain I've been having. I've been having some pain um, with arthritis and knee has been just killing me, but that kind of took the focus away. So it was just, it was really a, a nice week overall. Yeah. Yep, yep. I had a um, I had a good week. Also, it started good. on Sunday. Uh, our bishop took the um, mothers, some of the senior mothers. I think it was about eight of us uh, out to dinner, and it was yummy, yummy. <laughs> really, uh, but it was good fellowship as well. And I just think that that we need to get together for no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. You know, that there's no, we got to meet about, there's nothing on the right. other side of that, you know, right. but it's it just to, to enjoy yourselves and whatever comes up in conversation, great. And, you know, just, yep. just a good day. But my week, my week was filled with him. Good. I don't know how else to say it. But there were there are a lot of challenge were a lot of challenges last week. There were a lot of assignments that I needed to complete last week that mm -hmm. I was unsure of. Um, but I just had one of those weeks where where he just shows you who he is. Amen. I like that. No matter no matter what's going on, there is evidence that he is with you. You know, there's evidence that that you are on the right road and the right track. And that's what I was telling um, Ruth uh, today from uh, the service this morning. There was so much in the service this morning that had been a part of our show on Thursday. Wow. And part of the upcoming newsletter. And, mm -hmm. and just, you know, I was like, there's there's only there's only one. There's only one God mm -hmm. and he has the same message for each of us. It comes in a different way. It comes in a different form. It might be a letter. It might be through fellowship. It might be through the love of a child or, or whatever it is. Yes. There is something. There's just a way that he has uh, of, of showing us, of showing us his love, his provision, his protection, his hand, his hand is just in everything. And I, I am, I am just, it makes me smile thinking about it because it doesn't yeah. always have to be a big thing, a right. big thing. And, and even, even with this program, when we see the names of people that we haven't seen for a while, Laurie hadn't been with us for a while, warms mm -hmm. my heart that she is here. Yep. To <laughs> and Angie, man, they are faithful, faithful, faithful. Yes. And Antonio Santoro, you are the bomb. I tell you what. Okay. <laughs> hey, we, we got it. It's, it's yes. a good show. You, you comment, you interact with us. And that is so, so, so uh, very important to us. So we, we are just, we just know that 
you know, God is with us as he is with you. Amen. And I just encourage everybody who comes on, whether you're coming on right now, whether you come on through a, a replay to know that God designs these afternoons for his glory, but he also designs them so that you will be blessed. Amen. Uh, Amen. So I believe that. Time that you come in, every time that you are with us, expect something. Expect mm -hmm. to learn something. Expect to laugh. Expect to see the lighter side. Expect to be able to see somebody that came in last week, same time you did, and you're able to say good evening to them once again. So Yes, yes. Uh, just that spirit of expectation that what a blessing you know he he he's good he's just good yeah, he's good all he's the sure time. And, <laughs> and that's where i am that was that was my week i just wanted to you know just bask in his presence Amen. he's yeah. just good like that so yes, and i'm also excited about our program tonight we don't have a guest guest like we usually do but y'all, you better get your pencil and paper. I got my pen ready. We got some Ruthisms. Ready, 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 because Miss <laughs> Ruth is going to be doing some. You know, in our opening, it says that tips, tools, insights, and information. This is a night for tips, tools, tools insights, and information. Yes. Because we are going to hear some things according to the Griffin Guide. That's what oh, we call God. it. Different guide for writers. <laughs> I'm excited about that. I don't care if I have published a couple of books. I'm excited about that because one somebody was saying tonight we can always learn. Learn something. Mm -hmm. we can right. Always learn, and there are always different ways of doing things, different ways of looking at things. And tonight is going to be one of those nights. So, so Ruth, I'm I'm going to to turn it over to you. We've got writers, we have authors, and there's so many people who say I can't write. There's so many people who think. You know, well, I'll never be a published author, but we have found that a lot of it comes from writing through other sources uh, because we have had authors that were born out of being bloggers and journaling and all kinds of other things that is writing all the same. So I, I'm, I'm ready. Antonio's got, is that a pen down? Yeah, uh, Antonio's got his pen. I got his, pen, my, his pencil and notebook and paper. Oh and paper. <laughs> yeah. I better get your stuff, Angie. Uh, <laughs> you can let get, get your pencil and your paper, child. You about to hear some stuff. I'm ready. I was ready. <laughs> okay, no pressure at all. None. All right, so. What is the one thing we say on this show all the time? Everyone, Everyone has, has a story, story to tell. tell. And that is true regardless of who you are. So, you know, whether you want to tell it or not, whether you know how to tell it, everyone has a story. And that story can impact someone else. Mm -hmm. Now, that's whether it is nonfiction, whether it's a memoir, whether it is uh, even fiction. Because even fictional novels can impact other people. It can touch you in a way that, I mean, just think about the, think about a book that you read that just touched you right here. And you're just, that was someone's story. So 
you know, everyone has a story to tell. Everyone. Now, if you want to write it, you know, we've got some, um, we have some guides for you tonight, uh, guidelines for you. Um, let's go over the different types of writers first. So, because I think everyone is, they, they have their own particular style. They have their own particular voice. Um, Andrea, you're a poet and you do that really well. I personally have not written poetry in about 35 years. So, and I don't like it anymore. So everybody, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some people, uh, Victoria, I don't know why I wanted to call you Virginia. Um, okay, Virginia, it's all right. Well, I see. <laughs> you're a blogger as well. So, you know, that that's, you know, shorter entries. You know, it, it's, you know, maybe a few hundred, maybe a couple thousand words. Um, so, you know, there are different types of writers out there. There's also copywriters. They're the ones who compose the... Uh, the phrases, paragraphs that sell products and services. There's the technical writers. There's the uh, analytical ones. You know, th those manuals at work that uh, may be a little dry to read. Someone wrote those, you know. Um, Somebody got to write it, right? Somebody's got to write it. And then there are ghost writers. Those are writers who are able to write for someone else in their voice. And that is mm -hmm. a difficult thing to do. But if you can do it, there's money in that. <laughs> but that is a, another show. Um, so, you know, there, there are different types of writers. Um, I think identifying what type you are, what you want to do, is probably the in the first step. So let's backtrack just one step, and we're going to go through what Andrea has kindly dubbed the Griffin Guide. So, <laughs> where do I begin? Um, let's say that you, you know, you begin at the beginning. You have to identify what kind of story you want to write. You have to identify what kind of story writer you are. Um, we've had some authors on here who uh, started off journaling. Uh, we have authors who started off in journalism. Um, some authors who just one day picked up a pen and started writing. So, you know, s figure out how you like to write. Like I said, I wrote poetry when I was in high school, but that is no longer my field. It's not my area of interest. So for me to sit down and try to write poetry, I would not be productive. You know, on the other hand, Andrea is now a novelist. She can write prose. So she may not have said that two, three years ago, mm -hmm. but, you know, she put her hand at it and now she can do that. So, you know, identify who you are, you know, what kind of writer you are, because I, I think we all have the ability to write. It just depends on, you know, identifying what we are comfortable with writing. You know, again, you know, we can all do certain things, but that doesn't make us that thing, you know. I can go into the kitchen and put some ingredients in a pot. That does not make me a chef. This means I can cook something that I will eat, probably not anybody else. So um, it's not what I do best, but I can do it. So mm -hmm. figure out what kind of writer you are and then figure out what kind of story you want to tell. You know, 
I started off writing nonfiction and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do that. But I had this fictional story burning in me. And when I started, when I sat down to actually write it, I found out that I was good at it. You know, I found out that I could um, tell a fictional story, that I could create this world, that I could go from beginning to end, you know, with a happy ending and tell that story. So, you know, what kind, what story do you want to tell? You know, are you a novelist? Are you just want to share your memoir? Do you like romances? Do you prefer drama? Do you like mystery? You know, what do you want to tell? So that is step number one. How do I start the process? Um, I like to tell my authors to create a roadmap. Uh, start with the end in mind. So that's a little backwards, but if you figure out where you're trying to go, it will make going there a lot easier. You know, uh, my husband and I just came back from Philadelphia. Our end goal was to get to Reading Terminal and just to eat. If you guys have never been there, I highly recommend it. It's a like a 130 year old uh, city market has a lot of vendors, any food that you want, you can get there. But that was our destination in mind. But we had to know to get to Philadelphia, we had to know to get to the airport, we had to know, we had to create a roadmap mm -hmm. in order to get there. So I would recommend doing the same thing. And then you can put the stops in in between. When I was writing my books that Mother's Anonymous, I knew how I wanted to end the book. I knew how I wanted to end the story. And because it was a fairy tale fantasy type book, I knew I wanted to start with Once Upon a Time and then end with Everybody Lives Happily Ever After, mm -hmm. you know, with some changes in, made in between. But I had to know what my end and what my beginning was so that I could, you know, knew, okay, this is where I was going in chapter one, chapter 15, this is what I'm doing, and chapter 30. And, you know, you can change it along the way. It's not set in stone. Um, if you haven't read Stepmothers Anonymous, you know, the titular uh, stepmother acquires uh, powers that she doesn't know where they came from. And along the way, I knew that she was going to have to face um, a certain thing. So she was going to have to uh, create this revenge thing, but I didn't know what it was. So I was like, okay, she's going to do this and then we'll get there. So I just put a placeholder right there and I said, revenge and then end of the story. So <laughs> that was my roadmap, but right. I understood, okay, that's the part of the story that is going to come in. Right. So, um, you know, again, there are some authors who actually write by the seat of their pants and I applaud them for that. That's not me and that's not most people. You need to know where your story's going and where how you can get it there. And that's why I say create a roadmap. Uh, I would start by outlining it, you know, in the beginning, middle, end, and stuff in between. Um, afterward, I would recommend writing a treatment. It's like a um, short, version, maybe two to three pages of the whole story. So you would write out in detail, highlighting 
maybe certain phrases or conversations that you know you want people to have. So, and that will give you a clearer vision of the story you want to tell. You know, any, again, even if it's just memoir or nonfiction, um, again, it'll just take you from point A to point B to point C to the end part. So that's how you create uh, your roadmap and that's how you create your process or you begin your process. So any questions before we go to the next part? Oh, you guys are easy. All right. Uh-uh. I'm listening to Ruthism. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about our audience. Um, okay. Uh, think about the books that you've read. Think about the books that you've written um, for you two specifically. You know, when you were writing it, who were you writing it for? You know, th those are the kind of questions that you have to ask yourself. You know, when you read a particular book, um, you know, maybe it's the genre that you read. You know, again, I like um, romance books. Mm -hmm. I like books with a little mystery in it. Did that book speak to me? You know, I've read, uh, what is it called? The Christie Affair by Nina Digramont. If you guys get a chance, that is an excellent book, especially if you're a Agatha Christie fan. Um, you know, and I was able to walk away from that book going, okay, you know, I have certain check boxes, you know, okay, romance, satisfied, mystery, satisfied, uh, murder mystery, satisfied, Ooh. you know, it all hit the check marks. They wrote it with me in mind. Obviously they didn't know who I was, but <laughs> you know, that that's the kind of questions you want to ask yourself. You know, a lot of authors tend to write what they like to read what they are familiar with. Mm -hmm. So chances are, you know, if you're writing a particular book, you know, if there's a story you particularly want to tell, there are other people who want to read that as well. Now you're not gonna be able to satisfy everybody, but think about the audience that you are, and then think about the audience that you want to write too. You know, there's some authors who go, well, I, you know, I, I want to write to everybody. I want to reach everybody. Unfortunately, that's not realistic. You have to pick who your audience is because most men will not read romances most women will not read action books you know you do have exceptions to the rule but you know for the most part you have to know who you are writing for so that you can tailor your story to them or to them and then know how to market it to them yes andrea i have a question and my question is can that how, how do you get over letting that get in the way? Mm. And sometimes I think that uh, when, when I think about, even with poetry, when I first mm -hmm. started writing, um, I had just tossed so much work because I thought that there was not an audience because I thought that there wasn't, that nobody was going to want to read it, that nobody was going hmm. to um, pay any attention to it. And, you know, of course, I'd never sell a copy or whatever. And and I think that, I think the self-doubt sometimes for writers um, Very is good point. Uh, than it may be for some other things that people do. And I think, I think that it may be um, because there's something really, really personal 
Oh, absolutely. To me about writing, whether it's a collection of poetry or memoirs, or like you say, there's, there's a heart and soul piece, I think. Absolutely. Uh, that comes with it. So how do you, how do you manage to not let that get in the way? Because even with some of our authors, you know, who have talked about, you know, I wrote a little bit and it sat on the shelf for five years or something before I went, went back to it, or, you know, that kind of thing. So how, how do we keep the audience, which we need to be thinking about from so getting in our head that it stops the process? Okay, that is an excellent, excellent question because you are absolutely right. Writing is personal. You know, even as much as we say, you know, oh, it's just a story or it's fictional or I'm putting it on paper or whatnot, that is still a part of you going on that paper. It's still a yep. part of you coming out. Those are your words, your voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, this is where um, you have to understand who you are and who you, what kind of writer you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a uh, one of the moms in our church uh, ask me that same question because her daughter is talented, but she doesn't want to share her writing with anybody. Okay. And, you know, the one of the first things I told her was, at, you know, ask her daughter, you know, who are you writing for? You know, if you're just writing for yourself, if you're writing your journal, you know, if you're writing, you know, you just want to express yourself on paper, you're your own audience. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there will come a time maybe where you want to publish or you might just want to um, just keep that information to yourself. You know, there, there is a freedom, um, I want to say of expression, but it, there's a freedom in being able to take these words that are just burning in your soul and put them on paper. You know, yes. I use, um, I don't hand write anymore i type a lot of stuff but i there there's a freedom when i can assemble my words and just you know type them out and just see them later on and go okay i did that you know so you're your first audience you know and and you have to identify you know who are you writing for again you know go go back one question who is your audience if it's just for you that's it you know now if you want to write to a bigger audience if you say hey, I want to write, you know, Andrea, like you said, I want to write poetry, but, you know, maybe they won't like it. Maybe they won't read it. That's when you find um, someone that you trust, someone that you can say, hey, you know, be honest with me. Will you read this? You don't have to pick 15 of them. You can get one, maybe two people say, hey, can you read this to me? Give me your honest opinion. You want to find a mentor who will say, you know, who you can say, hey, look, I want, you know, maybe I don't need help. Maybe I just want someone to encourage me, you know, and they can come back and say, hey, you you just wrote a 20,000 word book. That's awesome. Here are some parts that we can work on, but, you know, someone who will encourage you. So, you know, you, you have to determine, you know, number one, who your audience is, you know, and then number two, discover where, you know, where you're uh, finding the fear, where the fear is coming in. Because if you can discover that, then you can 
work against it per se. You know, you can recondition yourself to say, okay, I don't think anybody will read this, but I want to put it out there. You know, another thing might be, you know, if you're still not comfortable, maybe using a pen name, using a name that no one will discover. I also would recommend not reading comments and reviews until you're in a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because people, you know, people can be mean for no yeah. reason. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to keep putting yourself out there if you know you're just not in that place yet where you can take criticism. You know, there, there's a difference between a mentor giving you advice or critiquing your work and then someone just being mean, someone just being criticizing you for the wrong reason. So, right. you know, it's like a lot that. of introspective, but you know, if you can do that, you will be a better writer in the end, whether it's for yourself or someone else. I like that. I, I can be my own audience and that can be okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Absolutely. that's probably why people uh, uh, will use writing in a therapeutic sense. Oh, I yes. You were saying in terms of the work yes. that comes with putting that down. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be an author of that piece. Absolutely. Getting it out to other people. Absolutely. That leads me to a question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What, in your opinion, makes someone a great writer? Oh. Um, wow. Okay. I wish you'd have given me that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, you, you know, know I thought about that in, in yeah. terms of, how, of all the things that you're saying, how you are your uh, first audience. And then, you, you know, you talk about finding someone else, you know, to read your work, to let, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that you trust to give you feedback. But then what what suppose they give them terrible feedback? And I know there's instances where somebody read this book and said, oh, this is garbage. It's not going to make it. And then somebody else read it and the book shot out. So. Mm-hmm. You know, what makes a great writer, you know? Okay, so what makes a great writer, honestly, is someone who stays true to the story they want to tell. You know, they're the ones that put in the work. Mm -hmm. And that's the, um, you know, I don't want to be mean, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the thing with self-publishing is that a lot of people try to cut corners. They want to get the book out when, you know, honestly, they could use maybe a couple more weeks, a couple more months of waiting so that they could go through the work again. You know, it it is your story will come out Mm -hmm. when, you know, if if you seek to be published, put in the extra work so that you can have a uh, something you can be proud of, you know, and that is what makes a great author. You know, okay. there are people who will be naysayers. There are people, your book's not going to be for everyone. That That's right. just the truth that's, of the matter. Now that's, that's you know, it. So if the people, if your audience is happy with it, you're a great author. Okay. Now, authors are published. What makes you a great writer is when you are able to stay true to the story that you're trying to write. When you are, when you know your craft you know your audience, even if it's just for yourself. You know, I keep a journal. I've kept a journal now for probably about 20 years. Um, I am very detailed. 
I punctuate everything correctly. I use correct grammar even if it's, I'm the only one reading it. Those of things don't you make do. me a great writer. <laughs> I you couldn't see your book being no no journal being nothing less than that. Look, my my texts are all yep. formatted right. correctly. So you know those are not the type of things necessarily what makes me a great writer because you know if you read like uh, uh, was it uh, Julia Alvarez, you know. Oh, there she uses no, you know, quotation marks. Everything is in lowercase. She's true to herself in the story yeah. she's trying to tell and how yeah. she tells it. You know, if you read um, even uh, Paulo Colo, you know, he, you know, th there's a level of mysticism in his book. You know, he's true to who he is. You know, if you want to be a great writer, be true to who you are, you know. So, I think that that's how I would answer your question. I like it. I think, and I think I do too. And I think it's it's very true because there are times that you have writers like like a Sidney Sheldon, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. Sidney mm -hmm. Sheldon was popular. It just seemed like he just turned out just one book after another. after another, right? Yes. But then I think about the the gentleman who wrote. The firm mm -hmm. and the time to kill. I can't think of his name. Yeah, but I believe that the a time to kill was his first book, and the firm was his second. But whatever the order was, the very first one that he wrote went nowhere. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and had he stopped and not been true to himself and not been yes. true to during his method of writing. The next book would not have come, and we would have been robbed. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yes. Because both of those books ended up making great movies. John Grisham. Yes. Yeah, John yeah. Grisham. And I've yes. I've never, I've never been jealous of my husband, but my husband got to meet him. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Uh, he sent me uh, pictures. Uh, I'm like, oh, I want to be where you're at now. I'm but no, right. you are. <laughs> we wouldn't miss that and I think that that issue of being true to yourself and true mm -hmm. to your story is really something key that when we we as writers and some of the writers and authors on the program when we get to that to that place where we stall I'm not going to call it writer's block necessarily mm -hmm. you just kind of stall in the story um that we remember that that's something mm -hmm. that I I don't ever want to forget you know to be to be true to to the story and true to absolutely to me and what what I'm writing yes um, that's that's good that's good it's good okay. tip I do want to welcome Marsha Marcellus thank you for being here Marsha I don't know that I mentioned Paula Obi mm -hmm. uh, Paula's on the line with us as well thank you guys for joining in Back yes to you Miss Ruth. Okay, so we, we just got a couple more. Um, what are the most common stumbling blocks and how do I overcome them? So the number one, I don't have enough time. Oh. Mm. We make time for what's important to yeah. us. And that's the truth of the matter. You know, now we we are busy. We can't deny that. But the truth of the matter is, you know, even if you can only set aside 15 minutes before you go to bed, 15 minutes after you get up, are you a morning person? Are you a night owl? Mm -hmm. You know, I am a morning person. I do my best work 
probably between like 7 a.m. to about 11. And, you know, obviously I have to be at work early in the morning. But you know what? I can set aside time during the day. You know, I can write a little bit in the morning. I can set aside some time during lunch. Or I come home in the evening and say, you know what? I'm a little bit tired, but I'm going to set aside 15 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm going to write a thousand words. I'm going to write 250 words. Whatever your goal is, make it attainable for you, you know, um, and then do it, you know, because the truth is, like I said, you make time for what's important to you, you know, and if this is something that you say that you've identified, I want to get this done. You know, I have a book to write. I have a story to tell. I want to write it. You're going to find the time to do it. You know, we sit at our desks at work and we sit there and eat while we what, play on our phones or do work. That's your time. You know, you can say, okay, I'm going to get my paper and pen out or I'm going to get my phone out and type, you know, write on my phone or whatever while I eat. So there's time to be found during the day. You just got to look. So... All right, next one. I don't know where to begin. So um, we talked about creating the roadmap. Um, I want to quote a movie. You guys know how I am about quotes, but I thought that this was great because I think this is how most people think about books. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, the Will Ferrell movie, The Other Guys. Awesome movie. Um, Steve Coogan plays David Ersham, who's the, uh, not the bad guy, he's just the crook in the movie. And at some point near the end of the film, they ask him to explain what happened and what was going on. So he says this, well, I think the best way to tell the story is by starting at the end briefly, then going back to the beginning and then periodically returning to the end, maybe giving different characters perspectives throughout, just to give it a little dynasticism Otherwise, it's just sort of a linear story. And it's just like, um, okay, I don't know what he said. But I think that's the way most people look at it. It's like, okay, well, I want to write this, but I want to write that. No, you created your roadmap. Keep it in front of you. Keep it next to you. You know, um, one of the things that I do when I write a story is that I, I put my little roadmap together and then I do a save as, and I actually mm -hmm. use that file to start writing my story so okay. that when I get to the beginning, you know, I, I just follow what I have. And then the next point comes up. Oh, okay. This is where I want to go. And then the next point, and then I'm building towards the end, which is already built in. So that's one way to look at it. If not, you know, just keep it there next to you, keep it in front of you. Um, I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was Mario Van Peebles. Um, he was in it. And one of the things he did as a writer was use sticky notes. He had his entire wall, just scene one, scene two, scene three. And as he went through the story, he went through the, um, he would put up a sticky note for the next scene, for the next scene. So however you choose to do it, you've created your roadmap. Now use it. That's what it's for. So last one, I'm stuck. You mentioned earlier, Andrea, about writer's block. I don't, you know, I do think writer's block is a real thing, but I also think that we just, anytime we get stuck, we tend to say, oh, it's writer's block. <laughs> Not necessarily. You know, right. when I was writing um, the book of joy, 
I lost about a year and a half on it because I was stuck in that first chapter. I didn't know how to start the book. And I just put it down after a while because I was like, I can't do this. I don't know where to start it. You know, I knew the story I wanted to tell, but I just couldn't get past that first chapter. I ended up doing the uh, National Novel Writing Month contest or the mm-hmm. challenge that year. <laughs> we know and about one that things, one. <laughs> yeah. One of the things about that is they say just write. Right. If you will mm-hmm. just write, you'll find your rhythm. And that's where I learned about placeholders. That's where I learned, okay, just put something in there and get you to that next point. You know, if you can just do that, you can come back and rewrite it. You can look at it in the editing phase and go, okay, that makes no sense. And to be honest, you know, once I was able to do that, there wasn't a whole lot I had to change. I just Mm -hmm. had to start. So if you're stuck, just write. That sounds silly, but, you know, if you're stuck with that story, Go look at another story. Go look at your journal. Go, you know, write something else and then come back to it. And if that doesn't work, then just put a placeholder and go on to the next part. The next part that you know, you know, again, you have your roadmap. Just go to the next part. So it sounds silly, but if you're stuck, just write. So, and that is my Griffin guide. (laughs) So, you know, again, you know, if you guys have... Any questions at all, we are happy. Look, fill up our inbox. That's what we got the email for, authorsup at gmail.com. We want to help you guys tell your story. You know, we want to help you, you know, that story that's burning inside of you that we say everyone's got a story to tell. We're happy to tell, you know, we're happy to help you with that. So, you know, identify what kind of writer you are, what type of story you're trying to write, create your roadmap identify your audience and then just write All see right. where that takes you well i tell you what you Hi. have given us some some good tips and tools and insight and information <laughs> tonight and 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 i hope that that our audience got something out of it i'm sure that they did and and i thank the authors for uh, joining because we've got angie oliphant angie's yes. mm-hmm. antonio We've got Antonio. We've got Leah. Leah's got got her eighth book out there. Um, yes. And, uh, I, I I think is is was that the only one? Yes, I think those are the only authors, at least that we can see. Um, and uh, I I I am challenged to complete some things because there is something that has been that I have had the title to for some time. And it, it's like every other day I get up and say, hey, I got to write that. You know, <laughs> something will remind me of it. Oh, I got to write that. And that's <laughs> as far as I get. So okay. I understand. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I don't have to wait until the, the writing challenge to in November. <laughs> But that I'll be disciplined enough to uh, to begin that journey to to get it written, um, yeah. and the, the story yeah. that I want to tell, um, and 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 I just need to sit down and do it. Just do it. What's likewise, that? likewise. I started my second just book, it. and it's still it's still it's, it's right where I left it. Well, <laughs> you know what? Tomorrow is another day. Yes, it is. 
And with every new day, we have a new opportunity to begin again. So, so really good yeah. tips from tonight, really, to get get yep. with it. Yep. 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 And, that's and what I would do. Mm -hmm. go ahead. Yeah, and the only thing I would add is don't feel bad about what you haven't done. Just get up and start anew. I like that. I like, I like that. that period. That, uh, yes, don't feel bad. A, I, I gotta write that down. It's a good life thing. <laughs> yes, a good life thing. We spend so much time mm -hmm. focusing on what did not happen mm -hmm. that we don't even take time to focus on the things that did. Yeah. So maybe you didn't get that book off the shelf yet, but guess what? Tomorrow you have an opportunity to do yeah. it. And, to and look, hey, you got some tips and tools and insight and information so that you can. Holly, yes. do that. I like that. Victoria, and look at it this way. You already got a jump start on it. So that's true. That's true. I, I do have some of it done. Could you tell me the name of that book you was talking about with the love and the mystery and the murder? Because you know that's my kind of book. No, God. <laughs> uh, it's called, uh, was it The Christie Affair by Nina Dagramont? D-A-G-R-A-M-O-N-T. And it's kind of a love letter to Agatha Christie. Because oh. she did her own take on the type of author that she was. And she used... Uh, you know, and this is why I, I love literature. Um, Agatha Christie disappeared for 11 days, uh, like in 1920 something. Oh. And she never talked about where she went or what she did during those 11 days. And this author did her own take on that. So okay. okay. It, it was a good book. Yeah. Well, it was a good okay. book. Okay. Look, for, for our office there, we have run over our time. I apologize for that. I really got caught up in the conversation myself and wasn't watching the clock like I usually do. So I apologize for that. But for those of you who are still on the line, if you can put in the comment section the title of your your work or the title mm -hmm. couple of i know lee you've got eight things out there i think um and antonio i believe has got more than one but if you can just put uh you can't put them all that's fine but just one or two just put those titles in the comments section uh so that some of our listeners who are either on tonight or who will come back and watch the replay can see those and go out and look for them and support you uh, in your efforts to um, to get that story told. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Ruth, you know we appreciate you. Yes. We thank you for, mm -hmm. for all that uh, that you have done. We have a, a budding author who is on the show tonight. Uh, I'm not going to call her out uh, today, but I just... Just want to say, just be on the lookout for Paula Obi. Okay. Paula Obi, I say it loud and proud. Paula Obi. Mm -hmm. Oh, we've got some wonderful things. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Mm -hmm. we do. We do. And I'm going to say right now, you all just be looking out for October, 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 October. I'm telling you, Authors Up is going to get ready to do something amazing in October. So just uh, we'll tell you more about it as we go along. The month of June, I will say, is going to be our month to give away another book bundle. 
Uh, so be sure that you're coming in in June and writing in your comments so you can be a part of that drawing. Angie's book is The Shepherd, the Sheep, and the Sheepdog. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a good look, y'all. It's a good look. Whole and beautiful. Whole yes. and beautiful. Yes. yes. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And I think that it, that is it. That better be it. We're at 7.56. We got to get off the air, guys. But <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> for being with us tonight. We look forward to having you come back with us next week. We will be right here on Saturday at 7 p.m. There will be a replay of this program. So if you want to come back and listen to it again so that you can get more information, feel free to do that. Feel free to share. Uh, don't keep all the fun to yourself we have a good time here on Authors Up and that is it, that is it, that is it uh, uh, either of you have any last comments to make uh, just email us authorsup at gmail.com have just... a good night Okay. Good night. That's it. That's night. it. Uh, Angie put her other one down, embracing your whole and beautiful life. To God be the glory. To God That's be the it. Glory. That's it. Yeah. So you guys put those titles in. Thank you for being with us. And we will see you next week. Authors up. Good night. 7 God bless. Good night, Parker. Night. Good night. <laughs>